In my last episode, I talked about the importance of identifying your purpose and how your purpose should support your passions in life. Live that purpose and follow those passions and you'll realize a whole new level of living. A level filled with excitement and joy. My guest today is a prime example of a person living their purpose. Listen as I interview world champion salsa dancer, instructor, and choreographer, Liz Lira. She is arguably the most accomplished woman in the world of salsa dancing. Besides her many accomplishments, including 25 world champion titles, she is a beautiful person with a kind heart. And I'm proud to say she is also a dear friend of mine. The life I deserve, sharing creative ideas, inspirational stories, and fresh perspectives that will empower you to live your life to the fullest. And now, here's your host, Adrian McMillian. The Life I Deserve, Episode 6. Excel. Interview with world champion salsa dancer Liz Lira. Life is full of adversity. Some people use challenging times as an excuse for living a subpar life. Other people use their struggles as fuel for the future. They find ways to extract lessons from those challenges. And they grow and learn from their experiences. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that originally golf balls were smooth? Golfers discovered that the balls flew further and straighter after receiving a few nicks and dents. So today, golf balls are intentionally manufactured with dimples. Well, it's the same with people. Through life, we sometimes get knocked around a little. We hit bumps on the way, and we get a few nicks and dents. With the right mindset, we realize this makes us stronger and more resilient. Jack Canfield, best-selling author, has taught me the tools, perspectives, and attitudes that have allowed me to transform my life. And now I'm working directly with Jack to learn how to teach others how to find their true happiness. On Saturday, March 4th in Marina del Rey, California, I'm hosting an exciting and value-packed workshop in which I will share what I've learned and we learn more together. Join me for this fun, festive, insightful event, which will include proven techniques and practices that have propelled so many people to great success and the accomplishments of their dreams. You'll learn how to identify and define your mission in life. You'll learn how to create goals that align with that mission. You'll learn how to manifest those goals in a way that will clarify the actions necessary to reach those goals. You'll learn how to tackle the roadblocks standing in your way. I'm so excited about my workshops. I've actually blended my favorite things, valuable lessons, inspirational stories, 
eye-opening exercises, meeting great people, and dancing into one amazing event. Yes, I did say dancing. Don't know how to dance? No problem. No experience necessary. Come, be prepared to learn, grow, and have a great time. Just visit thelifeideserve.com slash workshop for more information. Seating is limited, so reserve your spot today so we can learn, laugh, and celebrate together. Hi, I'm Jack Canfield, and you're listening to The Life I Deserve by my good friend, Adrian McMillan. What we now know as salsa dancing was born in Cuba in the 1920s. The festive dance grew in popularity. However, the salsa dancing that is most popular today was heavily influenced by Puerto Ricans living in New York in the 1970s. The Puerto Ricans added their own flair, accent, and styling to the dance. Travel the world and you can still find many different flavors of salsa dancing, each beautiful and artistic in their own way. Step into the world of salsa performances and you'll find amazing athletes performing breathtaking maneuvers at lightning speed. It's truly a mesmerizing world. And when it comes to this fascinating world of salsa performances, there's one name you will definitely get to know and never forget. That name is Liz Lira. Liz is accomplished, beautiful, and has a heart of gold. Considered the Rose of Salsa, Liz has won 25 world champion titles. She is the 2015 Grand Prix International Latin Champion. She was a choreographer, and so you think you can dance. She also choreographed on Dancing with the Stars. She is the founder and director of Liz Lira Dance Academy. She was a Latin Grammys featured artist. She's the founder of Liz Lira Global Foundation and also the founder of Liz Lira Dance Shoes. She also won the Image Award for recognition for ongoing commitment to international and local youth. Plus, many more accolades, too many to mention here. Hi, Liz. So tell me, before you became the famous Liz Lira that you are now, what was life like growing up? What was the young Liz Lira like? Very shy, very timid, um, because my parents were very strict growing up, even since I was a little child. I had to totally behave properly. I couldn't talk back. I, if I did anything, I would be punished. And I was born in La Paz, Bolivia, so this is South America. And um, so parents there are very strict and tough. Um, so it's very challenging growing up as a child because I was pretty much expected to be like an adult um, in a sense of how I carried myself and how I acted with adults. And I didn't really play a lot with other kids because I was always 
held up to the standard, locked up in a room till my homework was perfect because my mom would come in and rip it in half if there was like a little eraser mark and I was done. She would rip it and I'd have to do it again till it was perfect. Uh, so much so that before I uh, immigrated to the to the United States at the age of six, uh, I remember one summer, I spent my whole summer at six years old um, redoing the whole the whole year's school work in one booklet uh, for the summer because I got a B, and in order for me to get an A, I had a, my mom made me do the whole thing over. Uh, during my summer, she locked me in the room and she made me do that uh, whole book. So of course, uh, once it was perfect, and uh, my mom talked to the teacher. I'm a six year six years old. <laughs> my mom talked to the teacher to regrade it for that calendar, and they did. And the principal asked if they can keep it in the Hall of Fame. Uh, because it was like <laughs> perfect, and that that includes not only the writing uh, material, but it was it included getting newspaper and cutting words of the newspaper and taping each little word of whatever sentence per letter that it pertained to, and drawing pictures and coloring them. And so that's pretty much gives you a outlook on my. Upbringing. <laughs> so I was a child in Bolivia, and um, but uh, you know, although I suffered a lot because of that, there was still a lot of love because I obviously was fed and taken care of and had everything I needed. Um, so you know, there was that battle of like, I'm not really feeling like a kid, but at the same time, I'm being taken care of and provided for. So then we immigrated to America, which is, of course, a whole new world. And coming here for my family, of course, language was the number one challenge. Um, and so I struggle with that. And but trying, you know, we're trying to fit in and not really knowing the culture or the way of life. And for me, it was like really interesting to see other kids here and how free they were because I wasn't. And so I felt different. And in fact, I was different. So growing up in Bolivia and immigrating to the States was um, a challenge from the language barrier and also my upbringing because in America, kids were just so much more free and everything just was so different. And I was definitely a unique type of child because I kind of acted like an adult and timid and quiet and I didn't want to get in trouble and I wasn't so free um, but yeah it was it was a struggle when did you discover your love for dance um, I was very fortunate I auditioned for an inner city uh, ballet school that was founded by a nun called Beth Burns called St. Joseph Ballet in Santa Ana and uh, auditioned I don't know what that may meant really but I was like six and a half, and but I made it. I made the cut, and that wonderful school is what provided my dance training and education for about 15 years after that. So that started with ballet and jazz and modern, and thanks to them, it really transformed and changed my life and 
and big reason why I am who I am because they were like my outlet, you know, because dance, you don't have to talk, you don't have to be something or be a, or, you know, have money or whatever. And dance, you just there and body and physical and just doing your best like everyone else. So, but the school, you know, founded by a nun, she really carried a wonderful staff that treated all the kids, you know, because again, it was inner city children. So my parents couldn't have afford that. They provided for dance shoes and dance wear and costumes. They provided outings to performing arts schools and theater shows that I would never had experienced if it wasn't for that school. And um, so that's my transition into getting into the world of dance is through this inner city school that now is called The Box and now is in Costa Mesa next to the Bowers Museum. And I think it's like a six-point million uh, school that grew from when I started. So it was wonderful. Well, I'm sure they're honored to have taught. <laughs> yeah, they helped me find my, my talent, my gift, and I didn't even know it. There are a lot of people who have been involved with dance, particularly when they're young, but not a lot of people who have excelled to the level that you have. What has motivated you to really fulfill your dreams when it comes to dance? I think it's, um, you know, what my mom did. It's like the, you know, being perfect or close to desiring perfection and having the discipline to attain it. Because during the uh, ballet training, as you got into advance, um, I got into point when I, was, when I was 12, which is a young age, and I was the youngest advanced dancer in the school. But that's because since I was uh, sponsored, I, I would actually take every single class uh, six days a week for like 10, 12 years. I took every single class that that school provided for um, including workshops, flamenco, whatever guests they brought, I was always there. So I pretty much immersed myself fully to, to what was in front of me and available to me. And I committed and I put in the time. And I even was in the beginning classes, and the teachers would um, ask me to, you know, be help and demonstrate in the front. But I didn't care. It didn't matter to me. I just, I was just committed, and I was totally in it, and and just really. Uh, Saturdays would be like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I would dance for many years. So one of the things that struck me when we met, and I imagine this is the same with a lot of people that you meet, is I was really taken by how nice you were and how you just seemed to radiate with happiness and love. Where does that come from? I think that comes from just understanding, um, you know, realizing that when people are not kind to you, how that how that feels, and I never want to make anybody else feel like bad. And a promise to myself that um, I choose to be kind, and I choose to want to give and respect, and and also the fact that um, people are going through things in their lives that you, sometimes you don't know, and so you have to give people a chance. To, to, to give them hope. So a, a, a simple smile, a simple hello, and a simple 
kind gesture can change everything for a person. And, and in my years as a teacher, actually, I've heard a lot of students, maybe I meet them and they were a certain way with me, like macho, whatever, and, and kind of maybe talk down to me, but I was still loving and kind and embracing. And then 10 years later, I'll get a message from them. Hey, Liz, I'm so-and-so, and you really helped me during this tough time I was going through, and I'm so sorry I was the way I was, but you really were there for me, and you really um, helped me be better. And thanks to you, I was encouraged to be kinder and nicer. So, you know, there's like that ripple effect. Maybe at that moment you might not see it, but it's happening. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's very rewarding, and I'm sure that you've touched a lot of people's lives. Yes, it's so rewarding, and... And, I mean, when you say about purpose of life, it's like, well, if I can touch somebody's life, then I think it's a good thing. (laughs) What advice do you have for people who would like to identify their passion in life and to do something about it? Number one is don't fight uh, your destiny. So if there's something in your life that it keeps presenting itself and like a get like your talent or something you aspire to be but you keep like neglecting it um don't neglect it instead embrace it and even you know take those fears away like oh i might lose my job or oh i'm you know it's not safe at least take you know take a risk and go for it and you'll be fine you know you might fall but you'll be fine <laughs> I think that's excellent advice. Thank you so much for your time, Liz. Yay, thank you. Liz is amazingly talented, creative, fun, and gracious. I know, because I worked with Liz for years. She's taken my salsa dancing to an entirely new level. And she can do the same for you. If you're interested in working with Liz, go to LizLira.com. There you can find more information about Liz and the Liz Lira Dance Academy. Again, that's LizLira.com. My first trip to a salsa club was when I decided to celebrate my birthday at the original Conga Room in Los Angeles. At this point, I really didn't know anything about salsa dancing. My friends and I had some drinks and pretended to be salsa dancing. It was fun. And after goofing around for a while, we looked out into the sea of dancers. I don't know what my friends saw, but what I saw was something amazing. I saw beautiful artistic movements. I saw intricate wraps and twists and contortions, endless spins, and happy, happy, happy people. And all of the beauty was in rhythm to the hypnotic congas, the smooth bass, and the blasting horns. I was captivated, and I've been captivated ever since. The more I learn, the more I dance, the more I fall in love with the flavor and excitement of salsa dancing. If you're looking for a fun new hobby 
a hobby that will provide you with exercise, excitement, and new friends. Try salsa dancing. I taught salsa dancing for a couple of years, and the most rewarding part was knowing that I was showing this amazing world to someone new. I think anyone would be thrilled and excited to experience this amazing energetic world of salsa dancing. Especially someone who might really need to find a new social outlet or an outlet at all. When I was teaching, I met so many people who were timid in social situations, felt awkward to be around people, but when they found salsa, they came alive. I live for those moments. It's the most rewarding thing to know that you help someone find a new world that they truly enjoy. If you've never salsa danced, and the thought of it sounds interesting to you, look for a class near you, and go, check it out. Trying anything for the first time can feel awkward and scary. However, it's in trying new things that we grow and feel alive. So try salsa dancing, and please, Share your experiences with me. It's trivia time. During our last show, our trivia question was, what famous person does the following mission statement belong to? To inspire and empower people and organizations to achieve their highest vision in a context of love and joy. And the correct answer was submitted by Caleb Carrington, who correctly guessed Jack Camfield. Congratulations, Caleb. Today's trivia question. In what year was Liz Lira a choreographer on Dancing with the Stars for Nicole Scherzinger, and Derek Hugh. Send your answer from the website, thelifeideserve.com. From the website, you can leave voicemail or email. Just click on the contact tab. Again, in what year was Liz Lira a choreographer on Dancing with the Stars for Nicole Scherzinger and Derek Hugh? Go to thelifeideserve.com to submit your answer. The winner will receive a complimentary ticket to the Life I Deserve Success Principles Workshop in Marina del Rey, California, on Saturday, March 4th. You can visit thelifeideserve.com slash workshop for more information about this event. Questions, comments, compliments? I want to remind you, The Life I Deserve is here for you. Let me know how I can help you. What topics would you like to hear more about? What goals do you have for your health, wealth, and happiness? I really want to hear from you. And yes, I do mean you. Reach out. Let me know what's on your mind. Maybe you have an inspirational story or thought that you'd like to share. Visit thelifeideserve.com and send me email or voicemail. From the website, click on the contact tab. You'll see a button there that will allow you to record voicemail. Or if you'd rather leave email, just fill in the form just below the voicemail button. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you found this episode valuable. 
my mission is to use my love and creativity to inspire and empower those that I encounter to live full and meaningful lives by sharing lessons learned, tools for self-improvement, and life-changing perspectives. Subscribe to the podcast so we can take this journey together. And if this episode piqued your interest in salsa dancing, try it and let me know how it goes. Thanks for listening. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a passionate, fulfilling life. Subscribe to the podcast so we can take this journey together. A journey of sharing, learning, and growing. A journey to the life you deserve. Thanks again for listening to The Life I Deserve. This podcast was designed for you. Designed to enhance your health, grow your wealth, and fill your life with happiness. Visit thelifeideserve.com and send me voicemail or email. Let me know something about you. What inspires you? How can I help you? Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just let me know. And if you happen to love the show, please post a review on iTunes. Thanks again. Love you all. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.